Hello, hello. Welcome to the Making a Marketer podcast, the show for all levels of experience with the best guests in the industry. Get ready to learn and laugh. Here we go. Welcome to Making a Marketer live here on Facebook. To those of you listening on the replay, we appreciate you so much. And because it's live, we know it takes a couple minutes to get with us, but we will chat here for a sec as we do that. Hi, Dahlia. Welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm well. It's so good to finally have you on the show. I know we've kind of been talking about it a little bit. Yeah. Dahlia Elgazar is the founder principal, uh, <laughs> event tech woman with our, her agency is Dahlia Plus Agency. Yeah. Coffee Fueled actually is is the most dynamic word in that title. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Megan, because that's exactly what we work on. So I think marketing is coffee fueled at the moment with amount of Java that it needs and the speed that it's working on within our universe. Yeah, 100%. Well, and I know Dahlia through my work in event technology within the meetings and events space. And I've seen the offerings that her agency provides ebb and flow and grow. And it's been pretty neat. And I actually had the opportunity to be part of the team for an event earlier this year. And that was exciting. So I hope to do more of that. Absolutely. Um, Basically, all event organizers need help with their marketing. And all their attendees can use help with technology and their LinkedIn and any any number of things. And so we're going to talk about all of that good stuff. So I am going to mention that this show is sponsored by Powers of Marketing, my company. And we provide strategic communication marketing consulting for small to medium-sized businesses within hospitality and meetings and events quite a bit, but not exclusively. So, okay, this is episode 33 of Making a Marketer. And I'm going to introduce... Our guest today, she has an OMG attitude about all things tech and audience engagement solutions. With more than a decade of experience in the meetings and events sector, working on both the professional planning side and as an association collaborator, Dahlia is known as the coffee-fueled go-to source for trend-setting solutions, tech news, and social media expertise. The is to untether the busy professional from their desktop and office and enable them to be more efficient and productive working from a beach in Mexico with an umbrella drink in hand through their mobile device using smart solutions and apps. And, you know, the beach and the umbrella drink are the most important thing when it comes to chatting about digital marketing and tech, which powers a lot of our marketing these days, just basically because you get them out of their own comfort zone so that you're able to tell them about new solutions that can make them rock even more at their events or at their own brand. So for sure, I'm, I'm sure you live and breathe it every single day. So. Yeah. The thing that I thought was really cool at the show I worked on for you is that people were coming back from the year before and wanted, you know, to get to show what they've done and get a little more polish on their LinkedIn profile, which I just thought was super cool. Okay. So the name of your company is Dahlia Plus. So I wanted to see if you would tell our viewers and listeners about what the plus part of your agency name is. Absolutely. So the the plus came out because I personally don't believe in working alone on any projects. 
I also believe in um, teaming up and strategizing and doing fun projects with people that are smarter than I am. And, you know, this is where I'm able to. So it's funny when you say she has a title. I do have a title. I kind of switch it around quite a bit. But in the end, what I do within our organization is I am first and foremost a net weaver. So I'm able to see what people's like skills are, what their superpowers are. I know what your superpower is, but I'm also able to figure out, okay, we have this project or we have this event, this type of attendees, what do we need to make it successful? So the plus is us working almost like hub and spoke with other partners and other professionals that are really laser focused in what they do. So for example, if we talk about digital marketing and we talk about like all the aspects of it, and then, you know, you need to take a client or a project and you're like, okay, what is the main goal or what's the challenge? And if the challenge is, for example, we're very big on hashtag attendee acquisition, for example. And so like, if you look at attendee acquisition, because that's the big challenge for a lot of event organizers, how many butts and seats can you bring in? How many new butts and seats can you bring in? And so then you have to dive into not only your email marketing or your social media strategy, but then you're looking at what's paid social strategy like or what's PPC about. So you're educating on one side, but you need to also help execute whatever plan you put in front of them. So in order to do that, the Dahlia Plus is that we have expertise within our team. So right now we're a team of five full-time and a total team of 14, and it's always growing. But we always extend and look for those experts that will help us fulfill and, you know, the projects that we that we have going with our uh, clients. So that's the plus. Fabulous. Okay. So <laughs> this is funny because I had this question before I had the question I, I just asked you. So I want to see if you can do this based on everything you just said, because that was a mouthful. Okay. <laughs> If you had to describe Dahlia Plus in one sentence, oh wow, what would it be? So we are a digital marketing agency that pivots event professionals from where they're at to where they want to be using smart tech, as well as digital marketing tactics, plans, you know, what would work for them. It's not a cookie cutter thing. So that's like one sentence and a half. <laughs> I was a little run on the English major in me. I know. Um, well, that is we'll your superpower, know. right? The writing yeah. and that fleshing out is your superpower. So I gave you that one, Megan. That's yeah. for you. <laughs> All right. So what do you think is the biggest opportunities that organizers have for marketing when it comes to their events? The biggest opportunity that they have, and a lot of times they don't tap into is two things, the opportunity or the amplification through their tribe or their brand followers as, as an event or as an organization. And then the second opportunity, it's a missed opportunity, but it's also an overwhelming, uh, there's an overwhelming reason why it's missed is how they can properly utilize the data that they sit on, whether it's data from the registration system or their housing system or it's their email marketing engine, or it's even, you know, information from exhibitors as feedback on, you know, the attendee side and vice versa from the different stakeholders. 
So it's like, that's the missed opportunity. How do you take that information and be able to be more creative or be more strategic in regards to attendee acquisition or even attention acquisition? Because that's the other thing too, you know, that they is a missed opportunity is like, instead of cut and pasting the program and agenda from last year and having breakout after breakout, how do you play around with the format, with the content, with the type of speakers you get, the type of experiences you have that will give you that whole like fresh experience that the, your attendees are looking for. Love it. Yeah. Actually, uh, do you know who Brian Fanzo mm-hmm. is? I love so- him. I just was watching a Twitter video that he posted today about synergy, about how event organizers need to do a good job of making sure there's synergy between the networking opportunities and the sponsors and the speakers. And there's so much opportunity that will elevate an event if you can create that synergy um, around all of those, all those different elements. And I love to, because he said, as a keynote speaker, I'm not even going to say it's not just about the speakers. It's about, it's about everything all together. So, well, and that's, the, that's another missed opportunity is like, how do you tap into your keynote speakers or like your Brian Fanzos to be no pun intended, a fan of your event and be able to be engaging before he even hits the stage, you know, but that's all marketing, but he's, he's a natural, right? Yeah. You're a natural, you know, for a fact that if you're going to speak at a session or a session in a conference, you're going to be prepared. You're going to be able to do little videos because you have your favorite app. You're going to be able to like nail it and how to like via social media, which is also untapped, you know, to a certain extent for event organizers. But basically, you'll be able to figure out what to say, how to get people engaged before they see you live on stage. For sure. Yeah. He mentioned that he, he'll offer, actually, I think he's the first speaker I ever heard that he included his contract, that he will do so many social posts. And I think before, I don't know, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel like that was a thing that, uh, you know, all that long ago. And he'll offer to take over your Instagram. And um, and then that creates great opportunities too. Oh, yeah. for Like he got to take over for Oracle. He took over Oracle's Instagram account. Like what? They must have been freaking out though, like corporate Oracle and Brian. It's like, um, oh, you know, so they must be sweating in the background. (laughs) 100%. But they probably got followers and, you know, people taking a look at their content that they would have never had in the first place. Right. So like that's the beauty of, you know, you got to let it go, you know, Elsa style from Frozen, but you (laughs) got to let it go. You got to be able to try new things. And to be honest, I mean, event organizers can gain a lot of just letting go because the data will always prove whether they're on track or if they need to take a detour or change direction. Right. So the whole idea of influencer marketing and Oracle using Brian Fanzo as an influencer, that's spot on. So we handle about like 60 shows a year now in different manners, flavors, LinkedIn corner, or tech bar, or even just event marketing services at the moment. And, and we go in and we're just a soundboard because usually the marketing, the programming, the sponsorship, you know, exhibitor sales and the C-suite are not on the same page. And that's okay, but we're able to, to show them, you know, there's certain things you can do powered by very, very smart technology that you will get data out of it. And this is the way to do it. 
and it sort of calms them down. This is where my title of tech therapist comes <laughs> in. Handy. So yes, I mean, there, it's it's so exciting though when you see them, you know, embrace PTC or social, paid social for the first time, and the room is like standing room only, and they're like, "Wait, what happened here?" You know. So I want to welcome Eric and Sarah and Paul and Sean and Anna. Woohoo! And um, I want to share Anna's um, comment, which is funny because I put it up on the screen, but it was so big that it covered your face. So I <laughs> Thanks, um, she, said, <laughs> she said, I couldn't agree more. We've had success with speakers who have connected with us pre-event through live Q&A Twitter posts, posting about their work and their affiliation with our Congress saw a huge engagement. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Sean has a question. I'm going to pop it up. It will cover your face partially, but um, if you need to advise your client to invest on digital marketing for their event, what would you suggest if they can do everything right at the beginning? Well, first and foremost, oh, do you understand? I understand, Sean. I speak Sean. Okay, Um, cool. (laughs) So actually, Sean is part of the D-plus team as well. But here's the thing about digital marketing. It is very vast. And so if you're able to have the client understand what their top challenges are and then come to the table with like a proposal, but it has to be in parts. It can't be a full-blown, you know, plan to a point where they get sticker shock, which is the number one thing. And then they get overwhelmed because basically they think they have to do everything on their own. What they don't get is they can like prioritize what they need to have happen. If you need, you know, registration to be bumped up, here's a couple of things that you can do. This is how much it's going to cost you. You don't have to do everything you can do many versions of something. So like when you do paid social or PPC, set a, set a budget. And if it works for you and there's conversion, then you can add on to it. Because what happens is the C-suite is like talking at the, you know, like at the back of their head saying, we don't have the money to do this. Right. But there's definitely ways where they can like up, you know, their digital game just with small steps. They just have to understand how it works. Gotcha. All right. Just making sure we don't have any other questions. We're good. He said, LOL, you do speak, Sean, a very unique language. <laughs> All right. So it's crazy to me that organizations aren't still aren't making social a priority. What do you think holds them up from making it a priority for their events? A lot of times it's brain width, not even bandwidth. They overwhelm themselves to a point where they overthink what kind of content I need to put up. What if my posts are not funny? or relevant? Or what if I don't get the likes that I need? There's a lot of different elements to why social is not taken seriously. It has to be taken seriously. It has to be part of the marketing mix. There's some organizers that have found that social actually works really well for their event goals, whether they need to increase their numbers, increase their event brand, especially if they've done a redesign, for example, that helps quite a bit. What they need to figure out is They can't do everything on their own. And one of the missions that we're trying to help event organizers do right now is talk to the C-suite to show them that, you know, decreasing budgets or keeping budgets the same, keeping the team the same and trying to do more is not healthy. And it's not healthy for the team. It's not healthy for the event or the organization. I think a couple of things is, People just think it's going super, super fast that they've missed it. They don't know 
you know, IGTV, what it can do for them. When we go to events or when we go to event organizers, we say, you don't have to be every, everywhere at the same time. And they don't. And then you have really super awesome platforms that will help you figure out who your influencers are, where they live, and they become the plus for that event organizer. They can become part of the team and they can help out with the social media. So like one really great platform, which is for medical and healthcare shows, is called Simpler. So it's S-Y-M-P-L-U-R, which gives you tracking on social media by hashtag who your influencers are, what topics and what conversations float to the top. And you're able to identify them that you they become your Brian Fanzos. And so they are able to carry the social media plan with you going forward. And it's it's a win-win. Yeah. Well, and it's funny you should mention influencers because Rachel Stefan just came on. She's oh my goodness. Rachel. We have the same hair. She and I are <laughs> here. So. I used to have that hair. My curls died. It's, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. okay. Anna, has another, Anna has another question. Regarding databases and email marketing with GDPR now in the mix, how do you go about building your database? Traditional ways are sign-up forms, advertising with CTAs via social media and digital marketing platforms. But since we can no longer purchase lists, what is your advice on building that database? So in regards to building databases, and thank God I heard that robocalls are going to be dead soon, which I kind of yeah. like by so <laughs> the point. To answer your question, I, I believe, you know, with regards to databases and with the, the people that you want to reach will reach you or be in contact with you or still be in connection with you, depending on content. So your content and your content creation and content Curation, it's the ultimate thing that you can do in order to have people say, I want more of it. So Megan has done an amazing job with this live cast and she's on episode 33 and it's all about marketing. There's a ton of, you know, great tips on it. And, you know, she's expanded her brand basically through social media, but with other experts and with this tips, I want to stay on top of that. So like I would be part of her database just to be on that. Now, the key is for event organizers, you truly have to look at the content and look at the profiles of the people that you want to reach, whether it's exhibitors, potential sponsors, potential attendees, you know, you want more verticals or niche markets, you got to build and be consistent about the content that you create for them. And they will keep coming back. They will keep sharing. They will bring you new bodies into your databases. That's my opinion. Yeah. I mean, keeping them on your list is one thing. Getting them on your list is another. But yeah, I mean, have opt-ins. It's 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 so interesting. I have a MailChimp sign-up on the homepage of the all three restaurants that I do the marketing for. And I'm not doing anything to promote that newsletter, but I'm getting like 20 signups a week. Oh wow! From it being on the homepage, so I think you're you're fully right. Like if you're if you're doing good things and the word is getting out, your website and your email, those are your real estate. They're the only real estate that you own. LinkedIn could pull anytime. Facebook could pull anytime. It's unlikely, but you just really need to keep your people in your own spaces or referring them back to your own spaces. So we have someone named Sarah Elgazar on <laughs> family. 
<laughs> she is. She's my sister. <laughs> okay. So how can we create more fan engagements? So it's funny that she asked that because she works for the African Soccer Federation uh, out of Egypt. So like talk about fans and talk about like trying to keep them engaged and, and all of this. So when you when you create fan engagement, the first thing that comes to mind is celebrate the user generated content. So our mobile phone has become it, right? Any kind of event, any kind of anything that has spectators or has attendees, you have to give them a mission. And the mission is, you know, it could be something that's incentivized. It could be something that's related to what kind of content you want to have created. So you're not doing it on your own. But in essence, you can utilize that user-generated content for your marketing purposes. When you celebrate it, it's like going to a concert. And then, you know, uh, during the breaks, you have the big jumbotrons. And, you know, Megan took a selfie with all of her friends and it shoots out right on the jumbotron. That creates a moment where you're actually trying to get another selfie with your face on a jumbotron. <laughs> so the fans will come to you when you are able to celebrate them. And there's an emotional click that has to happen because that joy and that like feeling of a rock star because you made the screen or you won something or you got like a VIP meet and greet moment with Mo Salah, for example, who's the best soccer player in my opinion, but that's beside the point. But you know, <laughs> stuff like that, that's what you create. You have to create that emotional click between your fans, your spectators and what you want them to do, because then you're able to actually manage the behavior and you get the content you want generated just by by incentivizing them, even just by celebrating them. Yeah. Engaging. There's a lot to be said for engagement. For those of us who are passionate about this, it's a no brainer, but it's shocking to me how little engagement I actually see with content. I have something I'm putting a proposal together on now and they're posting to social, people are engaging and not a peep, not a like, not a comment, not a anything. And like, gosh, what a huge opportunity to build community. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you want. You want to build the community. I just saw an article. I don't know if you saw it as well, Megan, where like Instagram is thinking of taking the likes out as a, as a feature, right? In regards to Instagram stories that you don't need to like anymore because psychologically, especially for younger people, it builds this like, oh my God, nobody likes me. And there's like a lot of psychology behind it. I actually like it because of my, I see my daughters, like, you know, the whole liking and if they post something, it, you know, they, and it's not getting the likes. So if you think of it, if you take the likes away, what does that mean? It means that social media is going to depend on better content on, and then on better user-generated content as well. I agree with you, event organizers. I don't know if they take advantage enough of social media, especially on sites. You know, what do you create? Do you create those places around where like take a selfie here or like, you know, do, I don't know, like a, a, a Facebook live with at the tech bar or something like that. You know, I think, I think they just need to have those ideas that bubble to them and then they can take it and run and they don't have to do it alone. Love you too. Hafiz. 
<laughs> Dolly, this is a this is a nickname I've learned today. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think there's golden opportunity, especially for you to guide them. But here's the flip side: it's not it's not the event organizer's fault. It's not even a fault. It the the disconnect is, and this is where we come into play, and this is where you see us is where we are able to educate the end user on how to be that social media person or like how they can play on Facebook versus Twitter or wherever they're comfortable in order to satisfy the event organizer's goals. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, and we have uh, another Scott Vitale is watching. Mohammed, you saw the comment. Well, it's almost 30 minutes already. Ten, we have 10 live viewers. Uh, if anybody else has one more question, we'll go along for this one because I always say like we have a time limit, but if the content's good I and we have people are engaging, then I want to keep going. I do want to know from you, and it's funny, it makes me laugh because you asked me this question was it earlier today or was it yesterday? Yeah. What is the latest tech app gadget that something you you're keeping out on right now? Are you want to go first? I'm going to ask you, want, you, you first. You. Oh, the latest one that I'm on? Whatever whatever you're like geeking out on. I mean, and it doesn't have to be new. It's just something that you stoked about. Oh my God. I don't know if I'm stoked about. Well, I just <laughs> downloaded one today called Cinegraph. I'm I'm not I, I I tried to geek out just a tad on it but yeah it's called Cinemagraph and basically okay. what you're able to do is you're ta- you're able to take a video but you're able to carve out like a still from the video but you're also able to brush on the area that you want it to move so you have a still picture that has a little bit of movement in in it wow. so there you go That's but cool. I yeah so I geek out on a lot. Actually, that's a question for everybody that's on this uh, webinar. It's like, what's their favorite app? You told me what yours is. What's yours? Well, and I talked about it on my last on my last live wave video. Wave. Yeah. So I they have templates, and so you can use the templates and just like plug in your own video, plug in your own images, or you can start from scratch. And like, so for San Diego State, this is where it's come most in handy because I've been doing interviews with faculty and staff and students and most recently doing senior spotlights. And so I'm asking them kind of, you know, what's their major and emphasis and do you have a job coming, you know, that you're coming out of here with and, you know, what have you gotten the most out of this HTM program or and or what's the like the what's the biggest pieces of advice, blah, blah, blah. So it's in pieces. And so what I've been able to do is like, you know, throw the video in with their name and the school logo and then a picture and it does the fade ins and fades in and out for you. And so nice. then I in between each video I have like a group picture of an event that they were at with with their classmates and it's been really cool. So it's not um, looking like we have any, any viewers questions? sharing their technology with us. Come on guys. Dolly some, some info um, man. I know. Give me some apps. Sean, what's your app? I think I actually know what your app is, which is kind of funny. Anna, what's your app of choice? And Sarah likes Instagram, so she's an Instagram girl. And actually for Instagram, one of the other apps, which is kind of cool is, you know, because everybody likes to see how the layout is when you have your feet up. There is a one called layer or sorry, layer or also preview. And so you're able to see what your feed would look like as well. Hootsuite. Nice. 
Very nice. Yeah. So Agora Pulse, I just actually upgraded to now I can have like, I don't know, up to a hundred different profiles that I can manage. So, which is helping me keep much more organized in terms of all of my clients and all of their accounts and scheduling them. Of course, that doesn't discount the engagement and you still have to go in and, and manage them. But yeah. So uh, Sean said Slack. Slack. Yep. That's what I saw. <laughs> yeah. Anna no, said we manage multiple clients, multiple accounts. So Hootsuite is my Bible. Yeah. Hootsuite's good. I, I love a girl post is reporting is gorgeous. Like you just basically click a button and you download a PowerPoint that shows everything that's happened, you know, with pretty graphs and stuff for the previous 30 days. And then there's listening in there as well. So if somebody mentions you, but doesn't put your handle, you still get a notification. And so it, like any other, any other platform, it's got its in football field. Facebook is the main tool, Sarah. So actually, if you like new you know, new platforms in regards to social media, take a look at Social Bakers and Brand24. Brand24 has a really awesome reporting tool too. Okay. And I asked, I'm sorry, what was that? Agora Pulse. I I put it in the comments as well. And then Sean said, not marketing related, but my recent favorite app is Simple Habit. It's a meditation app. That kind of stuff is becoming more and more important. And it's sort of counter use technology to this (laughs) and it started out with headspace and then you have like you know 10 percent happier and but it's funny when you say yeah i'm meditating but i need an app and i need my phone on to make it happen but technology can you know put you in a way where you are creating habits so like you know there's the apps that help you make sure that you drink enough water my fitness pal for example you know some people need that so there you go Cheers. Well, for anybody who's who's on here, who's listening on the replay, we did a show on transformative events. I believe it was episode 30. Check that out on, on Making a Marketer. And we, t- we do talk about incorporating that within the event space, incorporating a, a place to let people decompress. And I guess a lot of people, I can't relate because I'm like just an extrovert, but there's Ambiverts, I guess, to people who can can be an extrovert, but they're not that comfortable and they need to have a place to retreat. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I think it's time to go. Oh, and Sean said brand 24. Yeah. Um, 24 is awesome. So, well, thank you, Dahlia. This has thank been you. super awesome. Of course, just like a taste, right? So we'll have to have you back. Um, we have three more episodes until we end season two. So we'll take a summer break in July. But uh, we, we appreciate you thank being you. on. Thank you for having me. Of course. And for thank you to everyone who watched live and uh, participated and asked questions. We really, really appreciate it. Oh, Anna wants to know, are either of you doing any speaking engagements in the near future, ideally in Western Canada? <laughs> that's awesome. I'm going to try to speak at Go West, but that's nice. like not for a bit. I hope to speak on event marketing actually at IMEX. So I'll be applying for that. Very cool. You, Dahlia. I know I'm speaking somewhere, but uh, <laughs> my schedule's a little crazy. But no, there's a, there's pretty cool uh, conferences that are coming up. I don't know if I'm going to hit Western Canada, Anna, but I will try just for you, mm-hmm. or you can always contact me if you want. No, we're we have a pretty uh, full schedule for the rest of the year, so awesome. Yep. 
Well, thank you to everyone also who listened on the replay or who rewatched this on the replay or on YouTube. We really appreciate you. So this has been episode 33. 33. And we will catch you next time. Bye.